Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. Wanda's one of them microwave bitches. She wants everything quick. <laughs> it was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, I, have some, I have some thoughts about, because I think we, there was a casting I, issue. There, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So, hello, everybody, and welcome, <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? And welcome, you know, welcome. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy, happy Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, uh, what are the other holidays? I There's don't so know. Many. There was a recently birthday holiday a couple weeks ago. Passover too. is that now or is that Easter time? Girl, I'm so sorry. Girl, you are I'm so sorry, Jewish brothers. And I sisters. don't know when Passover is, but I know it's not now. <laughs> great, I, I great, don't great. know. I think Passover. Well, duh, Hanukkah. Um, There's right. I think yeah. Hanukkah is the one with the menorah. Yes. Um, with the second <laughs> candle. Mm -hmm. Is it or seven is that or Kwanzaa? eight? Or is Jesus. that Kwanzaa? Yes. I believe Hanukkah is. I think Hanukkah is eight and Kwanzaa is seven. Kwanzaa is seven. You're right. Have because either of you ever family. done Kwanzaa? No, mm -hmm. but I watched The Proud Family. Stop. I, <laughs> I don't my know family, what you're talking about. <laughs> my family tried it one year, um, and I, I, we did. I think we got to day four, and we're like, uh, it's not giving what Christmas is giving. But <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> She's just not giving what y'all said she's supposed to give. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we get it. It's <laughs> like, like, uh oh, it's not even giving what y'all said it's supposed to give. Cannot. <laughs> we had the feast, and then we were like, what now? <laughs> um. So clearly, we um. Oh, wow. Uh, that A lot just happened. Just a, lot happened. a lot just happened. Um, so I, this is uh, also happy birthday to me. Um, yes. <laughs> when this comes out, it'll be the day before the 20th anniversary of this film, which also happens to be my 24th birthday. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's so crazy. I texted you guys when I was like doing my research and I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this film was released on my birthday 20 years ago. That is her so meant to be <laughs> i mean listen it's like kismet so um so today we're watching holiday heart and guys i mean this film has everything so i'm talking queens crackheads christmas oh my <laughs> we, <laughs> we have it all, all that triple C. <laughs> we have it all <laughs> um <laughs> So Holiday Heart um, is a 2000 television film. Um, so it was a made-for-TV movie. I had no idea that it was made for TV. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I mean, I could. Really? I don't. I couldn't tell that it was made for TV. But, but I, I only ever, I only saw it on ever on like the CW or BT. Mm. So I mean, yeah, I only saw it on TV ever. But wow, right, I had no yeah. idea. No, it looks like right. a CW film. That actually checks out. 
That yeah. checks out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was directed by Robert Townsend. And mm. if you don't know, like, if you don't know who Robert Townsend is, he's the guy who did, um, you know, BAPS. He directed that Little Richard mm-hmm. uh, biopic and like Carmen and Hip Hop yeah, He's an actor himself. Um, he's it, also Robert Townsend was, you know, in the in the Five Heartbeats. Um, or no, he directed the Five Heartbeats. Mm-hmm. He's um, in. Have you guys ever seen Up, Up and Away? I have. Oh my god, you're right. The black superhero I, movie. Yeah. Yes, I knew exactly when I I've saw it. I've never heard of this movie. What are you talking about? It Up, is Up so. And away? It is so good. Yeah. So, be, I'm not even going to I love Sky High, but they kind of bit a little they, bit. No, absolutely. It's a black family of superheroes. Um, and it's like star studded. It's also a DCOM. It is a DCOM. DCOM. Yep. Oh, it's a, it's oh. a, one of the older DCOMs, and their family yeah. of black superheroes. And the young son is the only one who has not gotten any powers yet. Right. Um, but there's like a whole, I think there's like a plot, like there's a company that's in town. Yes. Um, yes. That's like, controlling the minds of like the kids or the parents or something it's very like the internet just happened and we're wary of it it's oh like, absolutely i love watching you know, things from that time like that you know i'm like also now i'm like looking at his um his uh his filmography mm-hmm. and he wasn't he was like uncredited but he was an extra in coolie high oh my god crazy you don't know what Coolie High is? Oh God, no. I saw that movie so many times. It start it's it starts out so promising and then it just gets really really sad. It I was not a fan of the ending. But a uh, really good movie. It's actually super old, but honestly, watching it, you would never know it was that old. Um, it's from like seventy five. But anyway, wow. so um, Holiday Heart is directed by Robert Townsend and it stars Ving Rhames. A choice. Alfred, I, I, I we're, we're gonna get into that. Um, Alfred Woodard, Jessica Reynolds, who plays the young girl Nikki, Gorgeous. and McKelty Williamson, um, who plays Silas. And it actually aired, um, originally, and I did not know this. It actually aired originally on Showtime. Um, so it was a made for TV, and it was released through MGM on Showtime. And it was produced by Tribeca Film Production, like Tribeca Productions, which is the production company that is uh, founded by Robert De Niro. Yeah. So Robert De Niro. So was it? Was it kind of like loves his Negroes? I will say that. (laughs) You know, he ain't never met a white woman that he liked. You know, all (laughs) he has. How many different kids does he have by different women, and all of his kids are black? Explain. (laughs) Are they? I thought he had. No, he's been married. I thought Robert De Niro was married for like many years to a black woman and he has like kids no 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 Robert, i mean he's me old too so he's been here for a while That's robert true. de niro has two different wives yes so many six, children and he has six children and all of them are black oh my gosh robert i mean maybe he's listening he loves black women oh robert God, de niro if you're listening black women <laughs> Robert De Niro, Robert I, De Niro if you're listening, I have a really good idea um, of a Hallmark-like <laughs> TV channel please. with movies with just queer people. Please, we need it. Robert De Niro, if you're listening, Robert De Niro, please. This is the Robert fact, Niro, I'm begging if you. You're listening, Robert De Niro, if you're listening to this, I recently heard that you were single. Um, uh, Mariah. Daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah. Mariah. I'm not uh, mad, but like I get it. <laughs> So, I Goodfellas is my favorite film of all time. Um, mm-hmm. 
it did some things for me back in the day. So okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, oh but anyway, so this is actually based on a play, which I did not know until like, literally, <laughs> I Googled this. It's, mm. played, it's based on a play by Cheryl L. West. That involves a gay drag queen befriending a single mother and her daughter trying to protect them from the criminal environment around them. It was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for mm-hmm. Alfre Woodard's performance, among other awards and nominations. So, <clears throat> whew, this, <laughs> <laughs> this film is quite uh, a lot. It is actually based in Chicago. Um, I had no idea. We always are getting these Chicago movies. Exactly. Crazy, like why are all these films based in Chicago? Yeah. Now, I will say there were some things that definitely reminded me of Chicago uh, <laughs> when I was watching this film. Yeah, the, crack, the crackheads being one. I, I, <laughs> I, can, I cannot tell a lie. It, it felt like home um, when I was. <laughs> um, but before we jump in, guys, how are you? What's up? What is up? What's happening? I'm chilling. What's going on? What are you watching? I you, actually started we... a children's show last night because I love to project onto children's show characters called Infinity yes. Train. It's a Cartoon Ooh. Network show. It's essentially a show about this train that people get trapped onto. A lot of times it's like adolescence and stuff. And you <laughs> have to like work through your trauma before you can get off of this What? Train. And it's a yeah. children's show? It's a children's show. There's three seasons. Each episode is only like 11 minutes long. And there's like ten episodes a season. Like it's a quick watch. It's essentially oh, like an hour and a half like movie. It. No, I it, don't like that. I mean, it's like yeah, like it's yeah, it, like it hits. Like I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of my friends have watched it and they love it. And I watched the first season last night. I binged it and I really really like it. Oh, okay. Recently, recently, I you know when um and I probably we've talked about this like a million times. So we're probably going to talk about it a million more times. But <laughs> when they first announced HBO Max and they were talking about how much it was going to cost, I was like, "This is going to fail." You are absolutely out of your mind mm-hmm. if you're thinking I'm paying fourteen ninety nine mm-hmm. for a subscription. It has become pretty much the only subscription that I use. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> and I use yours as well. Um. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I was um last night. No, not last night. On Thursday, I was watching um, The Heaven's Gate. Um, it's like a docu-series about that cult, that crazy mm-hmm. cult in um, like Van Nuys um, who like thought they were going to be taken away on an alien spaceship and they gave themselves all these crazy names. And when I tell you, like, I knew a little bit about it because um, <laughs> it because it was like basically like the it's the largest mass suicide ever to happen on u.s soil so it's not bigger than jonestown but jonestown also happened in guyana um Mm -hmm. so it didn't happen here Mm. but when i tell you i was like okay so i know a little bit about this these people are a little bit wacky um but when Mm -hmm. i watched that shit i was like oh no this is this is creepy even for me um it was it's really well done but it's like these people are fucking nuts like cults are really it's so fascinating exactly and the thing is is like because they talked about you know that whole mindset of like a cult in the docu in the Mm -hmm. in the series or whatever um and my thing is always like they they prey on people no matter how wealthy they are no Mm -hmm. matter how smart they are no matter how you know how much life they've lived they prey on insecurities of people and and that's kind of how they get into it and so then they're talking about like all those experiments that they used to do with like the hive mindset of like they show them like all these 
they show them like all these straws and then everybody pretty much is a plant except for one person. And so they all pick the wrong answer. And then the one real person is like, what are you talking about? It's very clear that one of those is a different height, but they still pick the wrong answer because everybody else does it. And I'm like, oh, wow. well, it could never be me. It's I, a personality I, thing for sure. I this isn't crazy. I was just um I have a friend who got out of a cult. cult? Um, got out of a cult. It was more multi-level marketing scheme than cult. No, but it was culty for sure. <laughs> um, and we were just we all were recently a bunch of us were catching up um like over Zoom, and she was telling us because someone asked like, are you still involved with that? And she told us the whole thing about like going through the process of realizing like, oh, I'm in a cult and like no. getting um like she she did a lot um of work that ended up getting a lot of other people out of this thing too. But like I had gone to presentate like I had been wow. she I had been tricked by this lovely friend of mine into <laughs> pretending um like a recruitment type that I remember like we were just supposed to hang out um driving around because we live in a place where that's all like, there is to do yeah, um, I and I ended up in a like ho- like a banquet hall in a hotel where my name was already on a list, oh, on a list. <gasps> they were like checking us in and I listened to this whole presentation and everyone was kind but they would be like they would be, I would be talking to them after and they'd be like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed everything. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it was nice. They said, so are you going to come to Miami with us next weekend? And I'd be like, what? Miami? Um, yeah, it was it was, it was was interesting. But we all kind of knew. Like, it was like, we all so were I like, oh, my cousin. God, haha, in a cult. But now I'm yeah. like, yeah, girl, like, you really no. were. But I had a cousin who was like that, too. Like, he yeah. was like, he was like, oh, you can, all you have to do is bring in these three people. And then they bring in three people. And I'm like, totally. <laughs> It's very apparent to me that this is a pyramid scheme and I am 12. So <laughs> I, how are these how are these adults being tricked by this the way that they are? Community. It, it's it's crazy to me um that the, but the thing is that's different about Heaven's Gate that's different from Nexium which mm-hmm. we were talking about like Oof. a couple weeks ago. Um there were black people in this cult. Like yeah. the the lady who was on Star Trek whose name I forget Oh, the, wow. black, the black lady on Star Trek, her brother uh, was a part of it, and he was still a part of it when they all committed that mass suicide. <gasps> yes, and they actually referenced Star Trek as one of their, like, um, or referenced things that were in the Star Trek universe as one Lord. of their, like, founding principles. So, no, listen to that. But what is that? Come on, everyone. Oh that should be God. red flag number one. That's not real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know where the fuck it came from. I mean, but, but isn't it a common occurrence that, like, if you join one cult or, like, pyramid scheme, your, like, chances of joining another are still very high? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's like some of these people even went back. Like, mm. they, it's a personality. It's a certain, I think it's just, like, a certain type of personality trait to, like... Yeah. A lot of these people are like seekers and they ask like deep requests. They're looking for something more out of life. And it was also the 70s. So it's like, we're doing everything. (laughs) Exactly. Like there's this mass like exodus from like organized religions or like very specific types of religion in the, in the establishment. And here are these people who are like, we're going to take you on a spaceship out of this, you know, off yeah. this planet and they called their bodies vehicles instead of calling them it was it was weird guys like yeah, I, I might pick that out 
I recommend watching it, but let me tell you, it's a lot. Like, I wouldn't watch it alone because it scared the shit yeah. out of me. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't even, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna need to have to watch real. that in the daytime with the blind was, up, light pouring through. <laughs> that was my mistake because I watched it at night and I was like, no. I'm actually very afraid to go to sleep because these people are nuts and Van Nuys is not that far from me. Um, <laughs> so it it actually scared me. Um, that it has nothing to do with what. I just really, really wanted to share that with y'all because I, I was so no, freaking thank you out. For sharing. <laughs> um, so now let's jump into the film. <laughs> so guys, <laughs> Big Rames with a perm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I cannot stress enough how poor of a choice it was to use Big Rames. I just don't get the decision behind casting Ving Rames. As this gay drag queen in this movie. But of course, like, it just, it makes no sense to me. With the hardest face. With Harder the face ho- than any of the other drag. How dare you put Ving Rhames up, up against real queens on the stage real, and try to trick us into queen. thinking that she's the queen of this joint? Like, come on. I don't even think she was given that good of a Diana, no. okay? Oh, like, no, 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 no. Um, and the she- other queens looked great because they're probably real drag queens who did their own makeup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, well, Big Rams might have done his own makeup too. The way it I was know, going. I know, it's rough. It was, I was like, this performance is, you know, adequate. <laughs> yeah. So, like, basically, it opens with like Ving Rams. He's not in drag. Like, he's just playing the piano in church. And of course, when it opens with the church scene, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. It says it in my notes. It's like I said, "Oh, we're at church, starting off." It's it's starting off with a church scene. <laughs> It's like we are only going downhill from here. Exactly. <laughs> Completely downhill. <laughs> I do have a question though about church because I was thinking about it recently. And as a kid, I always like it was never my jam because, like, well, one, I, I have to say, I do love the drama of it. Fabulous outfits. Always. I love a good fainting. I love when people catch the Holy <laughs> Ghost. But it always felt so formal and judgmental and too mm-hmm. long. Like, yes. I was never really used to church, you know? I mean, yeah. I went to a white church, so I was already turned off at that Different. fact. But, oh, my yeah, God. What it's... kind of hymns did they sing? We sang out of a hymnal, and I don't even want to get into it. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, have you ever been to, like, a Catholic church and heard those hymns? Yeah. Well, I went I to a Methodist church, so they were, like, similar. It wasn't exactly the same, but it was, like, similar vibe of music. Wow. Like, was there was no clapping. There was no dancing. It was just stand up, sing what's in your hymnal, and sit down. But was it only like 50 minutes long or was it like a... No, it was quick. They kept that drawn in an hour. That pastoral message was at most 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. They were on time. (laughs) Really long. My My church experience was unique, I feel like, because my parents like didn't go with me and my sisters went to church because my, um, my great aunt would come and pick us up on Sundays and take us there. My parents truly stayed home not a bit of shame on them um and it was like it was a non-denominational church but it was like it was a black church like it was not it was like on it's like around the corner from temple like it was like in the heart of north philly um and she played the organ there and it was it was i mean we went there every sunday for a really long time i used to ask my dad i'd be like uh you're not coming to church and in sunday school they said you will go to hell if you don't come. And he was like, girl, I went to a, he told me the lie that he told me was that he went to enough church as a child 
parents didn't go to church. Mine didn't either. Yeah, they just they, sent us. They sent really? us with my, with my grandma, and we wouldn't want to go. But, like, after church, she would always either take us to McDonald's or she would take us back to her house, and she would make these, like, chicken, like, fingers, but she would make them oh. from scratch with, like, some special seasoning. And it, they were so good. And this one, I was, like, younger, so my grandma still liked to cook, you know? <laughs> now now she's like, uh, I'm not doing all that cooking. Um, but, yeah, so I was never really super into it, but Ving Rhames is into church, okay? Like, cool, he, is he, isn't he? he? He goes, he believes, he praises the Lord, and then this church scene fades right into a drag club a nightclub with drag queens and you have like Ving Rhames with these pencil thin eyebrows that's <sighs> pencil thin eyebrows and almost shit. thinner lips how do they make a black man have such thin lips it's like where are Ving Rhames's lips where were the fillers? Where, where are they? Where? <laughs> where are the fillers for Ving Rhames? Get Kylie on the phone, okay? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> where, who was Kylie doctor? even born when this movie was made? I don't even want to know that answer. Continue. Yeah, we were. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then he's like lip syncing Baby Love, um, that song uh, by the by the Supremes, Supreme, right? Yeah. Right. And he's, um, I'm going to say this. I have seen a better Diana Ross, honey. Um, he, he was Several not, times. He was not giving what they said it was supposed to give. Um, but he's like, it's lip syncing for his life, okay? Eat your heart <laughs> out, RuPaul on your fracking ranch. Um, <laughs> RuPaul. The fracking. fracking. <laughs> In my notes. I said that I wanted a versus battle between Ving Rhames as Holiday Heart and James Corden in the prom. It hasn't no. come out yet, but I don't know if you've seen the reviews. No. What are the reviews? So James Corden is playing a gay man, which he is not in real yeah. life. Um, there are reviews that say the prom film is excellent and that the only downfall is that James Corden, they said James Corden portrayal is disgusting. That is the word that oh. was used. They said it is oh. like the worst gay they have seen in a really long time. I mean, I can imagine that because I actually saw the prom on Broadway. What was yeah. it? This past spring when it was there, and I loved it. But it was a gay man playing a yeah. gay man, and I'm yeah. sure. Well, you know what they say about theater: there just aren't enough gay actors. Oh. <laughs> wow. I saw a petition to um, get Matthew Morrison sent to Guantanamo Bay. I will um, sign it. <laughs> I will sign I, it. That man belongs in prison. I want to find out how we can also if james if james corden does one more movie musical even though no one asked him how can Girl. we also get him shipped off to guantanamo bay <laughs> I, right. oh. he has a tony award he should leave us alone now I, I, I need to know where how do we how do we arrange that like do they come and pick is there a bus do we have to crowdfund it girl he's I in that car already all the time he needs to just step on the gas and go i'm so sick of him i'm sick of james Corden. car doesn't actually drive it's on like uh, a little like a little dolly and that's yeah. what drives the car wait are you so, serious so if yeah. we can hack if we could hack into the late show's mainframe, Cynthia <laughs> <laughs> So we can route the TV that little dollar. Lyndon. Leave me out of this. Leave me out of this. I will not be hacking into anything. Government, my FBI agent, don't listen to this. I will not be hacking anything. I have no plans to hack anything. Leave me out of this one. Leave me my new ass out of this one. <laughs> 
It's fine. They keep coding on YouTube, bitch. I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna take care of James Corden if it kills me. Stop. I literally James Corden is now on the Does It Hold Up hit list. Please. Oh my god, stop. I literally a YouTube today that was like how to start ethical hacking, which is literally just a course on hacking. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's Matthew Morrison, James Corden, that one guy from The Waiting to Exhale. Um, these are all, these are all the people. It's on site if we see them. Yes. Um, so stay away from us. But um, <laughs> oh my god, I literally we're <laughs> just so off track. I know we cannot get into this film. Okay. Okay, but it's so okay, but we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into I, it. I had a question for this. Getting back to like the lip sync. So there, he's lip syncing to baby love. So I have to ask, if you had to lip sync for your life, what would it be? Bad Romance no, by Lady Gaga, period. Okay. That's, that <laughs> there I have two songs. And I always tell people, like, if I had a gun to my head and I had to get every single moment of the song, right? These are the songs. Yeah. Um Love Like This Before, Faith Evans. Okay. The remake, okay. I know everything that goes on the song. Okay. And um, Whitney Houston's um, um, I'm Every Woman. Oh, I love yeah. it. I know every single thing that happens in those songs. <laughs> when they take the breath. Chaka Khan, <laughs> that's my guess. Okay, so I also have two. Um, mine is I'll Take Your Man by Mia X. Yes! (laughs) I'll Take Your Man. (laughs) And the other one is Never Too Much by Luther (laughs) Vinci. I love that. Not a shame. If if gun gun to my head, I I got it. Okay, guys. I love that. Have you ever seen the meme that has him singing that, but it says doing too much, doing too much? (laughs) No! Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So, um, basically, Ving Grames is a gay, church-going singer by day and a drag queen by night. And so then what happens in the next scene is we flash back to these two young, queer, Black men in love. And it's revealed that James Cord... Uh, oh, my fucking God. Did I just say He's this? in our heads. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. I will not cut that out. <laughs> So, so it's revealed that Ving Rains and his partner, he's this long term partner and they're super in love and his partner buys him this really huge, beautiful house, probably on the South side that looks like a South side house. I'm going to be honest. Um, but now he lives in it alone because his partner was a cop. And I mean, it's CPDK for life. But, yep. <laughs> but, but his partner seemed really like a good guy. He was in the closet, though. Mm-hmm. And he was in the closet because he was a police officer. And so then at this funeral, he's singing, like, Ving Rhames is in full drag singing Baby Love. <laughs> which... I don't know why. I think it was just their song. Yes, it was a it was a choice. Um, I respect it because he was grieving, and then all these cops who are there, obviously to pay their respects, and even the guys, his partner Fisher is his partner's names. His partner's name, like his partner's parents, they get up and leave the funeral mm-hmm. because of this, and it's so crazy because everyone is so disgusted and like 
Holiday Hart is uh, Ving Rhames. I'm Ving Rhames' character's name. His name is Holiday Hart. Um, but <laughs> he's like grieving. And these people are so shitty and they kick him out of the church. So he doesn't ever get to say like a proper goodbye yeah. at the funeral. That was so heartbreaking for me to watch that scene because there were there was a part of it where I was thinking like I forgot how progressive this was for the year 2000 and then yeah. there's that scene where I'm like oh shit like yeah like, it just really sucked to see the it was so great because you see these two young gay black men and they're just so in love and so yep. happy together and then it's and like like that it's gone and it's it's gone and this man, the and, and, and Holiday Heart is, like, alone now. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. That's the thing. Unfortunately, it's, like, super common, especially back then. Even, exactly. honestly, even now, depending on, you know, the age and, like, their family and friends and stuff like that. It's depressing. But I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, this seems accurate. And I hate that that was my reaction. Yeah, because it sucks so much that yeah. it's, like, this person you've waited your whole life to find and you start. And it seems like the fairy tale is un- like they were dreaming of going to Paris, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a real through line throughout the film is that he wants to go to Paris, like he and Fisher were gonna do, and they never got the chance to go to Paris, which I never got. Like I don't think I've ever dreamed of Paris. I always had like exotic dreams. Like I always wanted to go to Italy. That was, yes. always, that was, oh. that was my that was my dream. And then I when I, I went, wanted to go to Greece. Yeah, Greece, even, oh my god, I, those, like, I've never really dreamt of, like, Paris and fashion yeah. and things like that, Mm-mm. except during the Sex in the City finale. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I never really, like, dreamt of that. Um, but it was sad. Uh, <laughs> I, that was just, it was so sad to me. But basically, so yeah, so he has his partner, Fisher. He, like, they dream of going to Paris, blah, 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 this and that. Then we move on. To him and his uh his uh his friend his girl his best girlfriend and yeah. uh, blue blue and uh they're going on their way probably to a ball and they're in full fucking drag in his fucking red convertible or whatever kind of car that is I think it's a Thunderbird um it breaks down and <laughs> they run in like. They're just on the side, like a random street in Chicago in full drag. Like Blue was looking like giving me Queen Elizabeth vibes, like Marie yes. Antoinette. Yeah, Marie Antoinette, yes. Um, and they're on the payphone trying to get Triple A to come into their car. Oh, when this- I'm so glad we've moved past payphones. <laughs> it's so fucking funny to watch these so drag bad. queens. Just like, these drag queens just out on the street. Like in full drag in the middle of the night, broken down in a random neighborhood in Chicago. Like, <laughs> and this little black girl runs out onto the street and's like, "Please, somebody help me! Help me! Help me!" She says, "My mom is being beat up by a man." And then Blue is like, "Holiday, don't get involved. Don't do this. That's not your problem." She said that he said that little girl probably is into drugs and gangs. Like, don't go back there. <laughs> And of course he goes um, with the girl and his, her mom is being like beaten by this, like her, her boyfriend. I don't understand how all those other people were just standing there. They were just, there was a group, all of the crowd just standing, watching this woman get the shit beat out of her. This black woman who is Alfre Woodard. um, And, 
love her to death forever and ever. Um, she's getting basically getting the shit beat out of her by this man. And Holiday is the only person who does something about it. He comes and he starts like beating the shit out of this man. Like he and he holds a knife to his dick and is like, You wanna do something about that? And Alfred Woodard is wearing this shake and go wig. It's giving Ooh. me Keisha Like <laughs> That wig. So I was like, oh, I've seen this before. I have seen this one before. She got it from the beauty supply. That's why. Not the beauty supply. Maybe that is a shake and go wig if I have ever seen one. Okay. I she, can't. she barely shook it. Yeah. She took that out the pack. That dog was stiff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but basically he kind of like rescues Alfre Woodard, who, uh, whose name is Wanda and her daughter, Nikki, and lets him live in, um, one of the houses that he rents out. Um, because here's another layer to this film. Holiday Hart is also a landlord, everybody. So (laughs) he's a gay drag queen church going landlord. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they were just like throwing shit at the A renaissance man. (laughs) truly a renaissance man but it's it's like very clear um from from like the way she talks about the way nikki the young girl the way she talks about like having a room of her own Mm -hmm. even though they have to sleep on the floor that her and her mom don't aren't doing too great um that her mom is not all the way there. I can very tell that I can tell like very well that her, this child is more emotionally mature for her age than she should be because her mother clearly is a junkie. Um, So it's, it's crazy, but he takes them in. And um, then the next day there's this, Then the next day, um, he's like basically making Nikki this breakfast while uh, Wanda is still asleep because she sleeps until like noon, <laughs> um, which is what the crackheads do. Unfortunately, they sleep. Very <laughs> I know from personal experience, they do their best work at night. Um, so oh she's, <laughs> she's working the night shift. Um, and <laughs> this girl, like, it's it's so clear to me that like Holiday lives this great life. He has great taste in music. He has great taste in clothes and all this stuff. And he has like a great life and and he's lonely. And then Wanda and and Nikki are like struggling. And they and they mm-hmm. like and she's making her daughter all these promises that she knows she can't keep. And even at the the ripe young age of twelve, her daughter can tell that. And and she's probably told her that her daughter that she's gonna stay clean a million and one times and never actually stay clean. And she so she tells Holiday, Nikki, while Holiday is like making her breakfast, she's like, Listen, if you let me and my mom stay here, um, we'll I'll do whatever you want because my mom needs this. She's like, My mom is a brilliant writer. She says her mom could be like Terry McMillan. I know. I wrote that my notes. It was so sweet to me. She's like, my mom can be all these things, but her weakness is men. And it's the men who get her hooked on drugs. Mm. It's the men who beat her up. And and of course, Holiday is like, I'm not going to kick these people out. Like, they need Mm. this. They really need this. And then they kind of like, they form this really 
beautiful like little family and it's it to me I'm like there's so much here like there's so much room to for like exploration this is a story in a, in a film even a series in itself and yeah. we're, we're only we're only in act one and he like he, holiday gives Wanda this makeover and takes her to get a job <laughs> okay let's talk about the makeover these <laughs> Yeah. So these butterfly the way that when I saw those clips, oh I was God. transported oh to my, my youth. I these I don't know if you guys are familiar, but they're bigger than like the average little butterfly clip. It's yes, like I know the clips. Yep. They're and they're made of like met I guess they're like metal. Yeah. And they kinda like bounce when you move. Yep. And I I I was a clumsy kid. I used to fall and have those things like digging into my head. <laughs> I was fixated on those clips. Ooh, yeah. I I did like love uh those clips, but it does like take you back like to the um like the early 2000s. You yeah. know what I mean? It does. It really does. Like uh, was that respect so that was like a I like that was a respectable outfit for an adult woman to wear. <laughs> Especially to a job interview. Into a job interview. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, that so she gets the job, even though she. I have to say, if someone came into my place of business and was like, "You need," is like, uh, "I don't need this job. I'm busy." Well, bitch, get out! Like, yeah, get out! <laughs> I don't need you then. Bye. Okay. See you. Later. You needed a job. And and then he like it's clear that she only got this job because Holiday is like connected um mm-hmm. through to her through church. And so it, it moves very fast. Like they they give Nikki her own room and they give her room like a makeover. Like her mom does this beautiful painting. And then Wanda finally sits down to start writing. And like her and Holiday and, and Nikki, they're all watching Imitation of Life together. Oh yes. Um, it was so beautiful, even though it's the wrong imitation of life. Wait a I'll minute, say, what are you what are you saying? What are you wait a minute? I'm saying I'm saying that that version is not as good as the 1932 version. And I, I really love cool. both. We have the my mom has the like DVD with both. Um, I, I I I appreciate both. I do enjoy the drama of the second one. So it's just that that woman is white, like right. <laughs> that is a white that is truly a white um freddie washington passed but both of her parents were african-american she she definitely had that burden but she was black at least also Um, what a like a a playwright thing to do to to have this (laughs) symbolism going on while they're watching this movie that symbolizes the relationship like it's such a now that you're saying this was a play it makes so much sense Oh, absolutely. You can see it and you can feel it. But I, I have to say, I love their whole family dynamic. I think they, they, they provide like what each other, each other like needs. Like I felt holiday, like he had this really fabulous life, but there are parts of me that think he's like very stuck in the past and lonely. Like he's clearly missing Fisher clearly hasn't filled his life with anything else. And here go this mother and her child who need it need help and there's this young girl who needs stability and i think he gives it to them i I think holiday really gives them stability but wanda the thing is is when you're a junkie like like they say if you're an alcoholic and you quit you're always going to be a recovering like right like because no matter how many days you're clean 
you get back on it and it's it's like back to square one but withdrawals are a motherfucker Ooh. like struggling from withdrawals is something else so why yeah, it's a hard thing to like i mean i can't even imagine what it's like to go through but it's a definitely a really hard thing to watch somebody it, deal it, with. To, struggle, to struggle through withdrawals and she's doing the classic junkie thing where she's going through this withdrawal while she's trying to write because and this is why and this is super random, super off topic, but like when I write and I'm like, I always try to not drink when I write, mm-hmm. uh, just because I've always found that like, I don't want to become dependent on it because if I yeah. start, if I start only being able to write when I drink, this is how, right. you know, it turns exactly. into an addiction and I'm trying to limit my vices. <laughs> I feel so that. I, I do not drink or uh, smoke when I write because it just doesn't, it doesn't come out as I, I just don't want to be dependent on it. And I can see yeah. that Wanda is dependent on it. Yeah. She so, absolutely is. So basically, um, yeah. So she's like struggling. She's like, am I going to stay on the straight and narrow with this good life that I have? Or am I going to, lean back into that thing that provided me with like solids you know and they're they're at this so then all three of them are at this soup kitchen type of thing that the church is organizing and wanda does this thing that i know is like a very classic like junky move (laughs) like oops the trash is full let me go to the alley and who's in the alley her old crackhead boyfriend her old boyfriend lt She was, she was. Because her old crackhead boyfriend is in the alley. And so it's like, oh, and he walks up to her and she's like, very much like, oh, I already know what he's going to pull. So of course he's like, you know how they always say like the first one's free. He's like, he's like, hey, Wanda, I got this stuff for you. And then she's like, uh, yeah, no, um, um, I'm clean. I don't do that. Um, and then he's like listen why don't you just take this baby you don't even gotta pay me for it like just take it and then who walks up on her as he literally is handing her the little baggie but nikki her daughter her daughter who loves the situation that they're in now her daughter who's like so proud of her her daughter who's finally happy finally stable and she sees her mother about to make a poor decision again and as a person now now love my mama to death that's like my homie like ride or die but as a person who had a mother who made like an endless string of poor decisions <laughs> like from a very young age i was i i like see i i, I felt it so i felt a little triggered because the way mm. that like they did that hug where wanda's like leaning on nikki oh, and she's like nikki she i'm so scared go. she won't mm. let um yeah she uh she's like she i i i i get it guys i it makes total sense to me to be 12 years old and to be like the 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 emotionally mature one in the relation in your relationship Mm -hmm. with your parent you know like or to be aged beyond the point of 12 years old you know what i mean so yeah i I get it but that's that was one of my main notes that like it was heartbreaking to watch such a young girl have to be such an adult because i'm kind of with you Mariah like I was that person that was like always mature da, 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 super independent but like it stems from trauma so like yeah. the fact that she's so independent and hyper aware of all of her mother's actions and her patterns broke my heart to no end yeah 
so like it broke my heart because obviously that stems from trauma so like watching her be super aware of her mom's patterns and tendencies exactly at 12 years old and super aware and super aware of how to cope Mm. yes you know what Mm. i mean yes it, it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking to see and i and then there was that one moment there was that one scene where it was like a storm that was happening and you can see wanda is like going through like she's going through withdrawals like crazy and and holiday literally has to hold her and like because you need that that pressure like they call it what do they call it a hurricane hug Um, oh i've never heard of this so it's like when you hug someone like really tight around that area um because it's like when someone like goes through something traumatic or they have anxiety that kind of pressure like calms them down it's called a hurricane hug I is think that, it's called a hurricane hug. Is that the kind of like similar, I guess, science that's behind like a weighted blanket? I was yes. gonna say I literally sleep with three comforters every night. It's like <laughs> no, like it's basically that's the same thing though. Yeah. And oh. um it's what they because it, it, it's what they used to do to children who they would like rescue who were victims like of hurricanes, like when they would rescue them oh, like wow. off the top of the thing, that's how they would hug the kids. That's what wow. they do to calm them down so he's doing that to her because it's what you do to like you know a junkie when when they're going through withdrawals like you need to calm them down um because their heart's probably like racing like crazy at this point but um so yeah so she's she's like listen if i die like i want would you like please take care of nikki and he says i would lay down my life for Nikki and that is when I like that moment it just took my breath away because I'm like this child no matter what she is going through through this movie she is loved she is loved and she is cared for and she is lifted up and she is told that she is beautiful she is affirmed and I'm like beyond all the other shit that's Mm -hmm. happening in her life she's never doubted that and and, and it's also like this like beautiful dark-skinned black girl so pretty gorgeous who was being nothing but affirmed like throughout this entire film in the year 2000 it it just that part to me it really like it warmed my heart yeah she is (sighs) talented so talented jessica yeah (laughs) wait what was what else was she in that i'm thinking of right now she is in the bernie mac show sometimes Ooh. um because i like look too i was like i feel like but the credits that they were listed for her on like um like online i just felt like i had seen this girl so many more times yeah because i'm like yeah. i think I'm, i feel like i'm thinking that she's in something that maybe she isn't because why am i thinking that she's that's lauren hill why am i thinking she's a sister <laughs> okay i was like i didn't want to say nothing they but i was like am i thinking about lauren hill <laughs> she looks like her though yes I don't know. There Especially with braids, out. like that style of braids with the like half up, half down all the time. I was like, this reminds no me of way. Lauren Hill in like no Sister There is no way she's been in other things. Like, right? I have seen her. She was in Moesha. She was in. Um... Damn, that's crazy. I, yeah, I just no feel idea. like there's totally more. Yeah, or maybe right, maybe we just watched Holiday Heart a lot. I definitely did, but uh, so so basically, like, there's this new family that's formed. But then Wanda's new boyfriend mm. kind of threatens it all. So then we meet McKelty Williamson. Here's another McKelty Williamson. I know the back range. To back to back, to back to back to back. Here we go again. Um, and this time, instead of a crackhead, he's playing a crack dealer. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
I mean, completely. Um, and he meets like Wanda at the club, at the club that Holiday works at on New Year's Eve or something like that, I think. And of course he like is very homophobic and violent and a drug dealer. And he basically That's what like, I, said. I was like, how are you going to be homophobic in a queer space? I was like, why are you here? Because he's sell drugs. He's, oh, that's true. That's oh, but true. still, like, there's so many other places to sell drugs. Yeah, because he shows up, because he walks up to her, to Wanda, who's watching Holiday perform, and he's like, what's a fine woman like you doing in a place with all these, and then he says the Pejorative, yeah. Um, and I'm like, but you are also in this gay club. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a kind of, I feel like that's a kind of common occurrence, like, Mm. it's just i mean it's just an easy place to sell drugs honestly and you know what else it is it's an easy place to find straight women because whenever i go to yeah. gay clubs they're I, everywhere I, they are everywhere like this is supposed to be a space where i feel safe from harassment from straight men but whenever i'm in a gay club i always they always find me yeah. like and i'm like why are you here no one invited you no nope. literally you were not invited to the space. Like, it's explicitly, this is space is for people not like you. Now, maybe it also is it for people like me. Um, I, will, I will happily admit um, that, well, not happily, but I, I will. I will because I have been to a gay club with you, Mariah, and you are not one of those annoying straight women that are there to look at gay people like trophies, if that makes sense. Right. Well, no, like, you're just there to have fun. And I just, just be one it. with the gay. Exactly. But there's a lot of straight women that go to gay clubs because they're like, oh my God, gay people. I want right. a gay best friend. And it's like, get out. Yeah. This and is not for you. This is for us. And those are the people and those are the women who like will like try and touch the drag queens. Like, oh my like, God. Yeah. And then get kicked out. Be like, like, oh my God, you look better than me. And it's like, and it's like bitch, you yeah. Because you were off a couple mollies while you were doing your shit. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so basically she gets this new boyfriend and he pulls up he pulls a gun on Holiday in the dressing room and says he's basically cut out of the family. He's like, this child needs a real family. Okay, a- that was another question I had because I was like, how are he just gonna become her dad? Like I don't right. understand why Silas right. cares so much about Nikki. I'm not but saying it's like the thing. Well, see I besides i mean not even besides like he's obviously not a good person um but i think i mean his attitude toward gay people is at the time the common attitude very much it's not like i feel like a lot of people and probably watching this in 2000 weren't like oh that man's homophobic they're like oh that man is a man right Um, and he's doing and he's doing like like what it it is the is the norm right and he Uh, also is not like I mean, he's he's selling drugs, but the man who sells the drugs and the man who does the drugs, they're living completely different lives. Like, I never, I, I appreciated the Silas character because I liked that he was complicated. Right. But I'm um, also like, wait, what? Right. Yeah, yeah I just, just want the family. Like, why he else. cared about Nikki so much. Like, there wasn't enough substance there. It's like, oh, he has a connection to this child. He was just like, she needs a daddy now. And I'm like, okay, but why it's do like, you no, want to take you up? have to be the daddy? Like, yeah. this is not yeah. straight men. It's the problem with straight men. Like, it, it just, it just, that's the thing that they do. They're always like, I need to come in and fix it. This child Bro, needs a It wasn't broken, right. This, this child needs a normal life. This child needs a normal uh, life. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me. But mm. I guess that's just where it is. So, 
yeah, that's that's basically then we move into act two. Yeah. So, you know, Silas has moved in. He is Mr. Dad and they yeah. want they don't want Holiday to have anything to do with the situation. Like they move. They move. I, I, you can't see it, everyone, but I'm doing air quotes because they live across yeah. the hall. Yeah, um, they live across the hall in a in a place that like Holiday owns. owns. And that was the whole thing. For, I said, you are not going to keep being rude to me in my place that I own. Literally, but also, why would they, Silas and Wanda, want to live across the hall from Holiday? Right. Because they had nowhere else to go. Exactly. How dare you? You don't want you don't want Holiday in the, in your life. Yet you decided to just move across the hall. But yeah. um, yeah. So now. There, Silas, Nikki, and Wanda are playing family across the hall, and they want, um, they absolutely don't want Holiday to have anything to do with it. Which is crazy. crazy. Holiday is heartbroken. These are, this is her family now. Yeah. Yeah. This is family now, and it's a shame. Um, and then I'm trying to just make sure I have all the orders of events in my head in the right space. Um, but then I believe is Nikki's. Uh, contest Nikki's talent show that she has right. been practicing for. She's going to do a little oration. She's going to speak yes. the speech for us. Um, and yes. before you see Holiday kind of training her and helping her practice for this, yes. before like Silas came in and split everybody up, and then she's like, "There's a, when they actually." do it like the when it's actually the day of her performance mm-hmm. holiday is literally not even allowed to like right. sit with them holiday is the, standing in the back in the shadows literally just her while, while they're playing family as daddy like get with out, the camera like, talking about some girl don't get me started yeah. but <laughs> yeah so when they come back you know holiday leaves slips out before anyone can realize that he's there and then when they get back to the apartment is when Holiday tries to, you know, comes out in the hall as they're coming into the house and is saying like, oh, congratulations, Nikki. Like, how did you do? I guess acting like she wasn't even there, acting like wasn't even there, right? Right, right. Like, I guess Holiday was keeping a secret, um, but then asked Nikki and is trying to just congratulate her as someone who has been in her life for like the past year. Um, and it's a very hostile situation and they really are treating Holiday pretty fucking awful considering Terribly. everything that he has done for Terribly. Um, especially despicable. his little, who's his little niece, Silas's little niece, who was there and has the nerve right. to... To be um, like, uh, this is weird. Um, right, right. <laughs> nobody invited you here. Right. Literally it's like everyone's you. caught up in this idea of like needing a normal family, which is like, what even is that? I feel like because it's like the family that they like had holiday was so stable. Right, was the it's closest like, thing that that little girl has had to normal in her entire yeah. life, probably. Exactly. Um, and so then, they. I'm trying to remember. Is there? There was that whole scene where Wanda where they're fighting. Oh no! So yeah. Wanda comes on over, um, to Holiday right. to just what I don't even know what the like, comes over to say to just tell them to leave them alone. I guess yeah. Which is- yeah, Holiday comes over is like look. I mean, Wanda comes over to Holiday's apartment and is like, you know, we are doing family now. Like you should just leave us alone. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Which is so shitty. Which is so shitty after everything you've done. And Holiday after is keeping everything- it together as best he can during all of this. Um, but then she make I don't know, she starts, Wanda, unfortunately, is a very self-pitying person. Yep. And yeah. it's getting into the self-pity. And Holiday is basically like, you don't own, you don't have the monopoly on problems, on a hard, shitty life. Um, exactly. 
And Ving Rhames does what I believe to be the most redeemable part of this uh, <laughs> performance of his. Um, does this monologue basically, you know, I... giving I all was... of Holiday's backstory about uh, killing yeah. his like stepfather in self defense. Um, and his... that that makes the first scene where he like went and you know helped Nikki. It makes it so much more. Yep. It, it makes so much. It makes so much. It's that playwriting. It's that playwriting. Always bring it back. Always bring it back. <laughs> but yeah, it does this monologue where they uh, talk about going to jail for that because the mother t- does not take his side. His own mother goes to jail where he experiences. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. But um, he goes to jail where he experiences a ton of sexual abuse. It's very yeah. upsetting to hear. At um, 16. At 16 years old. Way too young. What? Um, and then basically talking about how after that, you know, got got out of that situation, made a life for himself. A, a pretty damn yeah. good one. If you think me. Damn good. Found love and every, and then as we know, Fisher was, um, Fisher was killed. Basically, I mean, did they ever thing. say how he was killed? Like, was it in the line of duty or something? Because he was buried in his police uniform, right? Or do, do all police officers just get buried in their? I think, I think so. Part, yeah, they just get buried in their police uniform. Police so I don't military. know if it was in the line of duty or not. Because I don't know why I had assumed it was like something vicious, like an attack really? or something. But maybe it wasn't that. I, let me wait. Let me look it up because I, I, I was. I don't think they ever said. Right. Let's see if how he dies. While you're looking that up, um, <laughs> but yeah, they Wanda attempts to like after. I mean, is very humbled by that monologue and learning that like, oh, maybe I'm not the only one with problems, but she doesn't want to deal with that, so she kind of storms out, and they all kind of go on living this life, acting like Holiday doesn't even exist. Exactly. Like Holiday wasn't even there. It's it's crazy, honestly. Like Holiday's walking in to the home while Nikki's playing outside, and there's nothing. There's no words exchanged. It's it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. No, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. So Holiday decides. You know what? I'm going to move on with my. I'm going to go forward with my Happy? plans in my life. I'm going to get back on this Paris trip that I've been planning really? for a while now. For decades. For decades. And then decades. in the while that's all happening. Wanda and Silas are fighting very violently in the home across the I cannot stress enough how crazy it is to me that they're just across the hall. (laughs) The hallway is so small. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Two steps. But they but like Holiday can see them fighting, and it's because um while they're fighting, you learn that Wanda is using again. And not just using, she's stealing. She's taking from Silas's stash. And if you know anything about uh the drug business, that is Silas's money. That is messing with somebody above Silas's money. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna get everybody into a lot of trouble. Um Yeah, and he even says, he said, I don't date, I guess I don't lay down with junkies or whatever. He's, he's like, like, I sell coke. I don't do it. He's like, I what? don't do it, and I don't lay I... down with people who do it. What did Biggie say? Never get high on your own on supply. Your own supply. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's very violent, and Silas is basically. He says he has to leave to rectify some things. Probably rectify things with, those big, with these very dangerous probably. people that we're stealing from. Exactly. <laughs> It's probably fucking Wanda's fault. Like, I fully believe it was her fault. It fully was uh, her fault. She was going into the briefcase, taking her little whatever. Um, and then 
things are just not going well. It's just chaotic over there. Nikki like confronts her about it. Um, to where she, you know, she has her little talk back moment. She says, "You're," she goes, "Oh, your little glass dick." Is that what you're gonna? Oh, fabulous! Um, and she gets slapped in the face. Um, but yeah, she gets slapped in the face. Things are just in chaos over there. And Holiday tries his best. Holiday tries his best to, you know, ignore it. But being a good person with the heart, no pun intended, that he has, um, he doesn't even end up getting on the plane to his Paris trip. I know, which I was like, did he pay for this? I said, the deposits, we can't get those back. You can't. Like, that's a lot of money to not get on that plane. Right. I, that, that's what irked me. I was like, you should have gone on that trip. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Holiday does not go on the trip and kind of swoops in just in time to basically save Nikki from being in there all by herself because her mom is using again and she's gone. gone. She has left. I don't really understand her motivations for leaving, but she's gone. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It, it, it really is. I just feel, I don't know. It's just, it's really hard to watch. I was watching it this morning and I said, I've seen this movie so many times. It's so sad. Um, it's so sad. But yeah, they, Holiday swoops in and now it's going to be Holiday and Nikki. We think it's going to be Holiday and Nikki again, mm-hmm. kind of getting her life back on track. You see them getting her into school. Um, oh, cool. Her graduating from school, where they make her read that poem. That's like this is heartbreaking. I would never make a child <laughs> <laughs> share have to share that with everyone, right? Oh, that's like a lot, with right? Everyone, but also too, how does she not see her mom? That auditorium is not that big, right? Yeah, it looks like it's good. And then Silas, <laughs> this nigga, this nigga pops back up after being gone, and like we said before, he's oh, very what? invested in Nikki. But again, like when he pops back up, I truly don't understand why. And he comes back solely for Nikki, not for Wanda. And it's like, for what? You're not her dad. Yeah, I do you think like to play dad. Like I don't, I don't get right. it. Right, and and doing the thing that they do, coming in with a bunch of gifts, not groceries. Nope. Not money for the bills. Nope. The fucking Smash Brothers. <laughs> what are we supposed That's to do? With that? Holiday when he's trying to prep. But that's another thing, too. It's like Silas comes back and I'm like, so are we just supposed to forget that Silas literally pointed a gun to Holiday's head and just like forgive him? Right. My, but my issue is like at this graduation, like with her mom. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I'm skipping over huge things. I'm so you're right. No, you're right. No, 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 it's, fine yes. it's like I know this is supposed to be really sad because she comes in with this like <laughs> note that she wrote on like paper. It's clearly a poem that she wrote in a drug adult state. Yes. She's like cl- clearly she's like high or just got high yes and she's like, not well like she, she's standing at the back like watching her her shake and go wig has been through some trauma it's been, <laughs> it's been shook too many times <laughs> and then she like leaves because she can't watch it and it's like okay that's fine i get it you don't want her to see you like this but then she just goes like outside and just and has like, and just screaming yeah yeah she, yeah. Outside of her daughter's great graduation, like, is there no better place for you to do? It's this? a shame. It really is so I, sad. I and then it. they, well, they go. Oh, I'm skipping over my some of my favorite stuff. So they, after the graduation, <laughs> let's back up a bit. After the graduation, um, Holiday and Nikki have this really cute dinner. 
I love this scene. I love this scene where Nikki is like, if I ask you a question, can you promise you won't like have a heart attack and you won't like answer me honestly? And then she just straight up goes, do you really sleep with men? I loved. Which um, out of the blue, out of the blue, this child blue. is like. She's been wondering. So your butthole. Let's talk about that. Business <laughs> film, but yeah, he does sleep with men. Yeah, I mean, she says the streets are talking, and I want to know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like that she's like such a cute little adorable ally because she's like, I've been reading about it. I love you either way. I'm yeah. just curious, and I'm like, she's a gem. But it's a re- I mean, it's a really beautiful conversation. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, where she's where I they love how they're bougie with their little drinks. Yes, it's so cute. Um, but um, it really is beautiful. To it me. is. It really is. Um, but of course, things are going way too well. Uh, way, way too good well. to be true. Because they get back from graduation, and who is there? But Wanda. Cracked out and stealing the appliances. Stealing everything. Everything. She said, answering machine, I'll take it. Blender, thank you very much. Find that plugs into a wall she's taking. She's taking What are you what are you gonna do with the fucking answering machine? Like like (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I'm like, who needs these goods and is willing to exchange them for crack? I don't know. But she's stealing she's stealing everything from the house they catch her it is a heartbreaking moment um and she's trying to play it off but she can't even do that well she can't even do that she tries to she's hugging nikki goodbye and tries to take the necklace right off of her little bag literally immediately joking like it it, it's so disappointing because this child like no matter what (sighs) happened on her special day exactly like she just wanted to like her mother to be there she just loved her so much but and then she just like gives her mom the necklace yeah. like she said she just, just take it take it because she knew she was gonna steal it any fucking way and then the <laughs> gag was she went and stole the other all the other jewelry anyway already. literally and it sucks because it's like okay first of all side note the people that were waiting outside in the car what was their deal because they were honking throughout this entire scene like wanda come on like what no they wanted to go they were ready to go where y'all gotta be (laughs) probably to smoke up a bit more got to be and then she's like telling um nikki like oh baby i just gotta get myself together and i'm gonna come back i gotta get myself i gotta get myself together and then this is when we hear first the story about the bike being stolen from the shelter it's so sad i know holiday is like they're they're calming down after this is a terrible day um and nikki is just like ruminating on all the other times that her mother has stolen from her and she says that the very first time it happened she got a bike um for christmas as a gift from the shelter that they were staying in and her mother uh sold it for drugs and blamed it on his poor little child. <laughs> so she blamed little on another child little boy and said it. that he stole it. Um, and, and it's so because it's like who's gonna believe this fucking craziness? Like yeah. I and I and I before, but I have an uncle um, who you know used to do drugs uh, for a very very long time. Yes. Um, 
he most of most of his like adult life he lived with us because like um he was he's my he was he's so he's my mom's older brother but she basically like took care of them like from the time that their mom died when they were really young until i mean still to this day um but he used to and he's like the thing about him is like technically he was supposed to be babysitting us like when we were <laughs> <laughs> kids like because my mom when I was really when I was young from the time I was maybe like seven years old to the time I was maybe like 10 or 11 she worked nights mostly so it was just me and my two at the time it was only two little brothers um who would be like by ourselves I well we weren't we, we weren't supposed to be by ourselves like my uncle was supposed to be there but he would he would do like the craziest shit and then like blame us for it my mom would come home from work and she'd be like hey so so and so like where are all of the chips like i just bought this entire box like yesterday what are you and then she said he'd like oh oh no i think mariah todd and brand ate him and i was like now robin Damn. now you know she was at school all day are you <laughs> from our deep freezer oh and then and then my mom would just walk down the street and see women in her clothes oh <laughs> my goodness no so i just get this mentality very much <laughs> there's nothing like the resourcefulness of a crackhead i i, I, I would say uh if the government put them niggas to work coronavirus would be gone by now that's i believe I they're say. all probably immune to listen because i'm not i'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means i'm gonna say that however i live in la where there are many 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 homeless people and when i have never seen one of them wear a mask and they look as virile as as like as a spring chicken not virile no, it's actually, I have a, a couple friends in the medical industry, and the main um, ways that they combat corona is through vitamin D and zinc. And the reason why oh, so many homeless people, like, if, even if they do get corona, they don't get as bad cases is because, because they're homeless, a lot of times they stay out in the sun a lot longer than most people, and they get a lot more vitamin D than most people. So their bodies, because of that, are, like, able to fight off against coronavirus just a bit more. It obviously depends on if they have, you know, other conditions and stuff like that, but like, that's why you've seen coronavirus cases not be as severe within the homeless community. Yep. So, they got, it. I guess they won this round. I mean, oh, they, stop. Stop. <laughs> they still don't have homes. It's very upsetting. It's still, it's still not good. They should they should be taking care of these people. However, they refuse to. So back to holiday. <laughs> right. So back to holiday alert. So yeah, Wanda has just come in and stolen everything but the kitchen sink. And <laughs> she would have. Okay. Mm-hmm. She didn't have, she she have, have more time she would have stolen it. Okay. Oh my god, she would have. I'm sure she had a wrench. Things, okay. Oh my god. I've seen them walk down the street with it. Take it right to the to the people who chop shop all that shit. I have chop seen shop. homeless people, whatever you call it. I've seen them do it, okay. I wouldn't put it past the crackhead, okay, to steal a sink. <laughs> to steal a sink. But, 
but she didn't have the time. Um, so. and which brings us now to where we were talking about with, you know, the Nikki and Holiday kind of going on with their lives, getting it together. You see Nikki getting baptized, mm-hmm. even though I think it's her mom who needs to be cleared of some sins. Um, <laughs> um, and you see her, and that's when you get to the gra- uh, well, no, not the graduation, but that's when Silas kind of comes back in when things are going very well. And the, th- I mean, the thing is with Silas, Nikki seems to love him just as much, which is weird because h- h- how? See, that's how? The thing. Well, that's the thing. I mean. Because I don't know, I don't see Silas necessarily beside, like, not besides the homophobia because it is there, but like, I didn't necessarily see him as a bad guy. I did when he pulled that gun on Holiday. Right. Like, I don't I mean, like, 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 just... like, if we take the Holiday stuff out of it, but he was never anything but decent. It seems like to Wanda and Nikki, and yeah. he bought Nikki. Yeah. The, he bought Wanda the computer to. I mean, he wasn't selling. He didn't want her on the drugs. He wasn't yeah. selling the drugs to her. Yeah. And then Nikki, he always seemed to like. Yeah. want to care for and do right by so i understood that um like again again i, mean, I think it was that playwright time, thing. Like, yeah it's definitely the playwright thing because even when he left the first time he like went to holiday and was like bro <laughs> like, yeah i think care of her. i think yeah. the playwright thing of like i want to create a very complicated kind of character yeah and um, you can tell that and, it, and yeah um but and come Comes back, like I said, with no groceries, no no money for the light bill, but some video games and toys. And yeah. Nikki's excited to see him. And he's... He has video games and toys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. But he basically all kind of start raising uh, Silas and Holiday start raising Nikki kind of together. Now we're doing two and a baby. When the hell did we get here? Right. But- <laughs> I thought she needed something normal. I thought she... Um, yeah, now we are. <laughs> but now the two of them are kind of raising Nikki together. Silas seems to be paying his rent, so that's why he's left to stay. Um, and then, of course, but also if he's paying rent for the apartment, why is he sleeping on Holiday's couch? I think he also was lonely. I, I think that's like what Silas it is. Too. I mean, people want community. I think he really they wanted do. a family. He, and I think it really it was I think it was a beneficial situation for everyone involved yep. because everyone cared about yeah. Nikki but I also think Silas and Holiday grew to care about each other after a while like, I was like are they gonna kiss something about to happen <laughs> like, no 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 I can I said I don't want to spoil it for you but that's definitely not going to that's happen, not what happened. he said no, oh what a he said I was thinking like what a twist that would be that would be such a twist. That, that would have been it in a whole different direction. That's what the plot should have been. <laughs> this could have gone, gone so many different ways. Like, yeah. That it just, I feel like there was so much room here yeah. for so many things that they left unexplored. Totally. Like, yes. And for like, people who are listening who've never watched, I promise you, whatever you think is going to happen at the end of this movie is definitely not. not what you think. It is. It's definitely <laughs> not what you think. It is definitely yeah. not what you think. Because I finished this movie and I said, for real? <laughs> Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. the day I got the bike. But um, Ooh. yeah, you see them kind of living all three together. Super cute. There's like a a, a silly scene where Nikki gets her period, period and she lives mm-hmm. with two men. So what is she gonna do? 
Oh my god! Do you know that reminded me of like that reminded me of when I was in uh in second grade one time, and because my mom like worked nights, um one time she didn't do my hair at night before um she went to work. Yeah. So I so I woke up in the morning and my dad and my uncle had to do my hair. Oh um, lord! <laughs> oh lord! Oh no! You <laughs> I pray she does and that we see it one day. I pray she does. I really do. (laughs) My dad and my uncle tried to do my hair and they were so confused. And I was like, I don't even want to go to school now. Like, um, so it really reminded me of that when they're like, Oh my gosh, she has a period. Yeah, oh my gosh. I thought you were gonna tell us the story of your first period and I was too pumped. I was like second grade. (laughs) I know, kind of going. Oh God, no! My first period was a much more traumatic experience, guys. Oh, mine! I fully thought I needed to go to the hospital. I like ran into the living room and I was like, "Mom, I'm bleeding out of my butthole," and she had to sit me down and be like, "Oh." Um, <laughs> I know I many people with similar experiences. Like my butt, yeah. They feel like the stabbing pains in your butt because the cramps are so far in the back. Yeah. So I thought I literally was like, "Mom, I have blood in my stools," and she was like. <laughs> let's just go to cvs and get you some ibuprofen you'll be okay i didn't even tell my mom for four days because i was like people who don't tell their mom i'm fascinated by that my mother my sister did that she didn't tell anyone for like a long long time i was dying camille i was like let me write my last will and testament and i'm And you said, you know what? Let me keep this a secret. I don't let me not stress anybody out. Our family had had enough drama. I was like, I don't need to shake things up. If I'm going to die, I'm just going to do it myself. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. I'm just doing it myself. I was writing notes to everybody. No. No. Laundry. So, of course, she saw my underwear. And she came upstairs. Why now? Why wouldn't you tell me? And then I broke down. And I was like, I don't want to die. Oh, <laughs> it was a very how old were you? Oh, oh my god, I had to be twelve. Twelve, yeah, um, twelve. Oh, yeah, I had to be like, really? as you can I was imagine. Like Fourteen. I got mine super late. Yeah, as you can imagine, I was one of those freaks who was like waiting. I was like, I can't wait till this happens to me. And then I would like go to the bathroom and be bummed out whenever. It wasn't happening, but I will say right now that the second that it actually did happen, I said, oh, this is going to suck <laughs> forever. <laughs> and the whole day was just really bad. And then I didn't tell my mom until like right before bed. Um, and my mother, who historically handles everything very well, went, <laughs> she goes, when did this happen? I said earlier today at school. And then she looked at her phone and she said, it's 8.30, Camille. Ew. And I was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> she was horrified. She was like, Camille, what have you done? Like, what, did you have anything? And I said, I like borrowed a pen from a girl at school. She was, that was hours ago, Camille. This is disgusting. Do you understand that? And I was like, oh my God. See, at least you did that. I was just using tissue. I was just using yep. tissue. I was using tissue. I Oh my god. Did I ever tell you guys the story about okay, this is TMI, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Please do because I've <laughs> I have not worn pads since maybe I was like fifth no, maybe since I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I stopped, I stopped wearing pads because I just I I can't make it work. It's not the most but comfortable, yeah. It's not comfortable yeah. for me, it doesn't work. But last summer, so Ooh. like last summer, um I had, uh, I was getting treated for an STI. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was, I, so I had to take these antibiotics for like two weeks. Like oh, it was a two week so then you got the thing. After. So then I got a yeast infection yep. <laughs> because of the antibiotics, because, you know, when you take those, it gets rid of all the bad bacteria, but it also gets rid of all the good bacteria. Just, yeah. So then I had to get treated for that. And at the same time, I got my period. And so oh. then the doctor's like, when you're treating yourself for like, you know, a yeast infection, and I might cut this out, but <laughs> she's like, like, you can't wear tampons. So I had to, so I, I was being treated for chlamydia on my period and oh, had a yeast infection. It's so bad. Oh! once <laughs> yeah i i am so sorry that i've that yeah, yeah. had a similar the first time so i my freshman year of college i got herps got the herp <gasps> and um i got From was getting that. yeah so i and i found out that i had it like the same week that i broke up with the person who gave it to me oh so i'm having this terrible breakup i have the herb. I'm taking antibiotics and I have a yeast infection. And then on top of that, I had a UTI. And oh I was just God. sitting in my dorm room, like, what even yeah. is the point? Like, <laughs> what even is the point? I. Woof. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never having sex again. Yeah. Uh, I take my vaginal health very seriously because I just feel like oh, there's just no yeah. way for. I'm so many oh, yeah. doctors there's have no. looked in my face and been like, "Well, you know, vaginas are tricky," and I'm like, "That's not science. I need someone to do some research and tell me what's up." Because no exactly. one tells you. Yeah. I get all my information from Lyndon. I will- <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 And I'm like, hey, uh, is this herpes? And then- <laughs> I remember getting that text to be like, hold on, let me take a look at this. Like, I was like, gee, do I have herpes? Like, tell me right now. <laughs> but, no. I did not. Um, but <laughs> it ended up just being a cold sore and it went away. But it's not stunning. At the time, it was traumatic, and I was like, well, "Let me text her." Um, <laughs> Literally, no. I have heard some horror stories. Like I, I personally, at one point in my life, the first time I sucked dick. Well, this is also when I went to Montreal. So I saw this random person. International. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, international. Across, you know, national lines. I saw this dude's dick for the first time. And this was also the first week ever that I just dr- drank nonstop because it was spring break. So I didn't take into account that I was probably killing all the white blood cells in my body. So I got super sick <laughs> the following died. week. 
literally, I got super sick the following week and convinced myself that I had throat gonorrhea. And when I went to the... <laughs> I fully was like, I have it. I have it. This is my life now. What am I going to do? Like, who am I? Your life now? <laughs> and then I went to the STD clinic and I was like, I have throat gonorrhea. And the woman was like, you have strep, but we'll still do the test just in case because you're crying. She, <laughs> she literally looked at my throat and she was like, no, but yeah. since you came in here freaking out, we can we can run the test. And I'm pretty sure she did the test incorrectly, but whatever, it came back negative. But like <laughs> I I, I know people that work at like I know this one girl that works at like a sex research clinic for like a major hospital in Philadelphia. And she told me this story about one of her patients who came in and like already had like herpes and then previously had also had like chlamydia and like gonorrhea before mm-hmm. so she comes in for a regular doctor checkup and they're like hey is there any chance that you know you could have any of this stuff and she was like no but the doctor was like i know this patient so like run the test again oh, no. she has in fact chlamydia and gonorrhea all over again and she's like i only have one sexual partner but mm. at the same time it's like even if you do they're probably sleeping around with other people not telling right. you so then what yeah so she comes back in six months later and they're like okay <laughs> is there a chance you might be pregnant and she was like of course not so this, oh, no. my contact my contact the doctor again is like no tester like just in case again right. i know the patient so my contact doesn't run the test like goes home the next day comes in looks at this girl file and the file says fetus a and fetus b Twins. seem to be healthy not two. Not two. Eat the other. They can't. We. I, they not. They both come up out of here. Uh-uh. People like. I'm. I'm so scared of twins. I'm so scared of them. There's a big chance that that I'll. I can do that. I think it's fucked. Yeah. So of course, because she's pregnant, the doctor's like, okay, because she's also like young. So like, she's coming in with her mom, and the doctor's like, you need to get tested for HIV, and they're like, yeah, like we'll get to it. See? And the doctor's like, get to it. problem with there's such a stigma around getting tested for hiv because yeah. the first time i had to get a rapid hiv test was when i'm literally sitting in the doctor's office telling her how reckless i'm being and she's like <laughs> and, 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 as she's diagnosing me like telling me okay the test results came back mm-hmm. and because what happened was the guy that i was seeing um and i thought we were the only people that we were seeing but that's how i found out that i was not okay um <laughs> And he was like, okay, so I have this, so you need to go get tested. And so then I go and get tested. And I'm like, there's no way I fucking have it because I have no symptoms. But then she's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. You, you got it. And she's like, is there a chance you might have any of these other things? I'm like, what? So she runs all those <laughs> tests. But when you go in for that um, and you get like a full like scan, like they test you for everything, yeah. they do a rapid HIV test. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, so we're going to do the rapid test. So we're going to draw your blood and then you just sit out there for 20 minutes while we hold your fate in our hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that, doesn't it? It feels like that, doesn't it? And it, it came back negative, like, thank God. But then she took me to that back room and she's like, we need to talk. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that was a fun hoe phase, but it's over. It's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> That's the thing. Always, fam out there, always bring your own condoms. I'm begging yeah. you. Oh my god, yes. Always bring your own condoms. But also, too, in a lot of states, even if you have insurance, your copay gets waived if you're getting HIV testing. 
it's like for a lot of states, especially I know New York, and I also think of the state of Pennsylvania, it's illegal for your insurance to charge you a copay for any type of HIV testing. And I know in the state of New York, you can actually get a rapid HIV test if you haven't been exposed within six months. Yeah. That's just a saliva swab in your mouth. And you get the results within like, I think, 15 or 20 minutes, but you just have to sit in the office like with the doctor. And just like wait for your results. But then also too, there's a lot of blood rapid tests that you can get. However, these tests, you have to wait about a month for the, um, a month to three months, depending on the type of test that the specific clinic you're going to is. And you can get your results that way. But I always say, if you want to get tested for STDs, you have to wait at least two to three weeks after the sexual encounter. You cannot go the next day, Jesus. I I know some people that are like, I went two days after. And I'm like, are you dumb? (laughs) You better go back. (laughs) Anyway. um... (laughs) Yeah, that's about 30 minutes of (laughs) sexual home. Literally, so we should probably um, cut down to ten. Let's. Been, this has been sexual health with all of us. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um, please use a condom. Please use a condom. Use a condom. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, where yeah. did we leave off? Um, yeah. So I think we were just okay. So two and a baby. yeah, we're two manning and a babying really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Silas picks up uh Nikki from school one day. He's like, look, I have to do a delivery. As you know, he, as you, let me remind you all, he's in the drug business. So that's the kind of delivery he's doing. Um, and he's like, let me drop you off at home. Oh, he also tells her he's leaving. That's what he starts. He's right. like, you have to leave again. Yeah. And she's very upset by that. You can tell that she is upset by that. Because um, this child has no stability. No stability. She's like finally yeah. feeling, has a grasp on right. something. And, and she thinks that when someone says they're going to leave her, that there's no return date because that's what her mother Her does. mom is just gone, right. Um, and so he's like, let me drop you off while I do this delivery and then we can like say bye or whatever. Um, right. And she's like, I don't want to go home. He, he's feeling guilty. So despite his, uh, you know, better judgment, he's like, fine, you stay in the car. He said that everybody in the neighborhood knows me. They're not going to mess with you. Just don't get out of the car. Right. So of course, Very explicitly says, "Don't get out of the car." Right. right. Yep. So what does she do? Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki said, "Let me get out of this car." Um, <laughs> she, yeah. um, to do what I believe, and if you guys, if I'm wrong, correct me. But I think she's looking for her mother. She's. Oh, I absolutely felt. She oh, was absolutely. Looking for her. Yeah, she's she was like, like "I'm in. I'm. I'm where they. I'm where the crack is happening, and I know yep. that's where my mother likes to be." So she yep. starts wandering the streets. Um, looking, looking for, for any sign of her mom. Yeah. Yep. And part of me, part of me wonders if when he said that he had to go handle some business, because she knows what he does for a living. Right. When I was 12 years old, I knew what my dad was selling. Yeah. Um, he didn't say it to me, but I fucking knew. Um, so it part of me thinks that she had that intention to to wander off when he picked her up and told her that he had to go run. Oh, totally. Go do a run. Part of me thinks that that like she already knew, and so she's like, "Ding, ding, ding! I can go find my mama." Yeah, because I need somebody now. I'm gonna, I'm down another parent. And, and she just wants a family. Like yep. at the end, and of she's, it, and I mean, every kid deserves one. But this is really a like a really exceptional little girl, and she yeah, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> Um, and yeah, she's wandering the streets looking for her mother. And also like the whole time this is happening, Holiday seems to also be looking for, he's always like when, I guess when he has moments alone, like showing people on the street, Wanda's picture, like at first he's really trying to find her. Um, and it never works, but of course Nikki finds her mother. 
Um, what are the odds? <laughs> like, this is she wanders into. Uh, I don't even. I guess I. I think that there are drugs happening, but it also is prostitution happening. Yeah. Um, you know, mattresses on the floor, things of that nature. Um, and she sees her mother basically about to do some prostitution. Um, to this to this white store. man. Um, yep. And her mom sees her there and gets like all excited. I mean, she's not doing she's not doing well at all. No. Um, and one of the I guess the, I guess he's a drug dealer. Whomever this man is, he is a drug dealer. Like and a, drug dealer slash uh, pimp. I, I, there's money to be collected to, yeah. from him. Like to yeah. yeah. Um, he sees Nikki and then starts being uh, very very disgusting um talking about how he doesn't even really want wanda anymore he wants to get at nikki um and she explains that this is my baby yeah she's like this is my baby this is my daughter no like not my baby this Um, child looks 12 she's a baby yes she is so small this looks like a baby and this man is still like yeah i want this child yeah it's nasty uh, it's just uh, yeah it's crawly um And at first she's like, no, 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 not my baby. And he takes out those drugs. That woman and those drugs. That woman, and then she starts oh. begging Nikki to just give him a kiss. Just give him, he just wants oh to kiss you. It's God. so awful. It is so heartbreaking. Um, and it sucks that that's, that's like probably the reality for some, you know. Oh, yeah. Some kids. Like, for sure. Really, now you're getting yeah. sold for drugs. Yeah. Um, it ravages. Uh, families and communities it's it's really it's upsetting um it really is but yeah nikki uh she i think she stamps on his foot maybe she needs him in the i don't know what right. but she gets out of there um she just really in time been in the situation like this before right I, part of me part of me thinks that she just she knows she knows how to get out of that situation right um, yeah i yeah part of me yeah. thinks that that's not the first happened yeah i think think this might have been the scene that nikki finally officially has to let go of the idea of her mother as her protector because of this yeah absolutely at that point it shatters all illusion for you yeah Yeah. it sucks that it has to be at at 12 because it's like you know i always feel the thing of like you know when you're young you kind of like view your parents as like superheroes almost there's this mystery how they do it and it isn't Mm -hmm. for most for normal i'm using air quotes normal families that veil isn't lifted and you don't start to see them until uh, until you as people until they're your adults but for right. some families for some kids like nikki you don't they don't get that opportunity they see their parents humanity and their flaws and all of their shit so early in life and and this is the point when i think the illusion is gone for her that her mom can come back from this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, Nikki is recovered safely. She's back home. Um, and that kind of ushers us into act three. Yes. Yeah, so now the oh so grand finale of act three. So essentially Nikki is back. She's safe. She's with Holiday and Silas. And then Silas is like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Sorry, up, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it would be better off, I guess, without her, without him. Yeah, 
Because Silas also very much blames himself for what happened with Nikki because Silas was, you know, should have taken her home before he did whatever type of drug deal he did yeah, that day when she got robbed. Take a child on a drug run. Like, it, how is that good sense? Right. It doesn't make any sense. So Silas is leaving and he's like, I got to go. I got to go take care of some things, but I know you'll take care of her holiday, which you can clearly tell that holiday is also upset that Silas is leaving. Yeah. Probably more so for Nikki as well, but also for himself. Cause you know, they clearly have a bond now after, yeah. you know, almost getting hate crimed at the beginning of this movie. And then holiday buys them a house. Him and Nikki yeah. Home. She Which, needs a new environment. And I'm like, wait, where do you get the money to buy a house? Well, you know, she is a landlord. And I mean, oh, that's true. she's getting those drag tips. That one man who's always at the drag show looks like he's giving her a check. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Literally. So Silas buys them a house and they're getting ready to move into the house. And then, so Nikki's supposed to be somewhere at like the roller rink or something. It's 10 p.m. And Holiday's like, where the fuck she at? Then here's talking across the hall. Again, two minutes to step. Never let you stay out until 10 o'clock when you were 12? Right. I mean, I was usually at my friend's house, literally playing Mario Kart. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because she knew I wasn't doing anything. Like I wasn't fast until college. (laughs) (laughs) So there was never any of that worry on my end. (laughs) <laughs> and right, and I mean the same thing with same thing with Nikki. She's never really done anything. Yeah, so yet. I'm sure it makes sense that Holiday, you know, trusted Nikki to like actually be at a roller rink, just like doing things that regular twelve year olds should be doing, which is just being a kid. Right. But instead, Holiday catches Nikki with a boy over her about to like do the do, and Holiday firmly kicks the boy okay, out and. I don't think- do it though like I think they might have just been doing some feelings right I will see and the boy's older so like I feel like maybe Nikki is going into it with no intentions of doing the whole thing but I don't know what's on this little boy's mind that was my thing too I was like that boy definitely is older so like I don't know like what's going on here especially because she is 12 that is so 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 very young so then Holiday gets mad at Nikki for obvious reasons and Holiday's friend, who we've seen throughout the movie, that now is just living on a farm, which I absolutely adore with that glittery cowboy hat. (laughs) Absolutely beautiful. Essentially explains to Holiday that she was probably doing that, one, to test Holiday, but two, also because she's scared that she's going to turn into her mom in the future. Which leads into this honestly beautiful scene where Holiday tells Nikki that she is not, you know, her circumstances, she is not her mother, she should be able to look in the mirror and see her for herself and right. the person that she is. And then Nikki promptly breaks the mirror out of anger and bursts into tears. So dramatic. You can tell she's been living with Holiday. Yeah. Like, oh, that yeah. was, that, you were drama. You were drama. And then immediately bursts into tears and Holiday allows her that space to just let all of her mm-hmm. emotions out and feel everything that she needs to feel in the moment. And this scene particularly touched me because I was like, dang, I want to break a mirror. <laughs> Where's my hug? I want to have my mahogany <laughs> moments. I've always wanted to pull one of those, like, um, uh, what do you call her? What's that? The person who was in Mommy Dearest, who played uh, Jane Crawford. Crawford. Joan Crawford. 
well, it wasn't Joan Crawford, but um, the the lady who pl- the one who played her, she Faye Dunaway. I always wanted to pull a Faye Dunaway when she did the no wire hangers scene, yes. or the one where she, yes. like, where she like, puts the powder. She's like spraying it all over the room, like you better clean this. But ba- I've always wanted to do that. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was super into the drama of this. Um, loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I've always wanted to like scream at the top of my lungs as a subway passes through the station. Oh yeah, that's a good that's one. Always been my judge. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really beautiful and emotional moment. And then next we have the iconic ending scene or scenes, I guess. So Wanda's back. She shows up. That wig still holding off for dear life. You know, looking a little crooked. And I forget exactly. Well, she comes back because she wants to like come back home. And Holiday yeah, is willing. She's not doing well. She is not doing well. She's he, he wanted Wanda like to be better. He really yes. did. So I think now Holiday could tell that Wanda actually wants to get better versus like only coming back because she has nowhere else to turn to in terms of like you know getting drugs and stuff like that. So Holiday, you know, welcomes her back, but she still hasn't seen Nikki yet. But she has a bike similar to the bike that she previously stole from Nikki and sold to get drugs. She probably never forgot that either. Oh, definitely. You could tell she feels guilty about it, especially with the fact that she even got the bike again. You know what I mean? So that in and of itself is showing growth. So then Holiday's like, oh, perfect. Like, put it in the back. Right. So she's moving it to the back. And then here comes her previous pimp that tried to go after Nikki, and then it becomes a fight because he tries to steal the bike? Right. Like, what's the point of that? I want to know. Why did he want to steal the bike? Yeah, I want to know the business model of this of this pimp right. drug dealer. Because why, like, what are you running where you can, people are bringing you blenders and, and, and bikes, children's bikes? Like, what is it that you do? I, I, Literally. I get that it's Christmas time. Yeah. So, but like, what, don't you sell drugs? Okay. And also sex? You know what? what? Are you... Are you I actually, I know I just said that, but right before that we started recording, I was on the phone with my mom and she loves Holiday Hearts. We were talking about it and we got on the subject of a parent. She told me that her uncle Mike, beloved, I've only heard lovely stories about the things this man would do for folks. <laughs> she said that he was, she goes, Camille, he was a real cat burglar. She said he was taking orders hey, and requests what? of cat burglar. She said, she goes, Camille, Uncle Mike was like that. He, because I was talking, I guess I was talking about Wanda Steele and all that stuff. She goes, mm hmm, Uncle Mike was like that, a real cat burglar. He said, he, if you were home, if you weren't home, he didn't care. He was going to get in that house and get what he needed to get and get out. And she said, around the holidays, he was straight up taking orders from people. Are you oh. kidding yep. me? <laughs> Oh my god! So he would just take orders of things. Yeah, people would be like, like, "I need this, I need that." He'd be like, "I got you." And, oh <laughs> and I, I mean, I asked her. I said, "Was he only stealing from rich folks?" And she said, "Oh yeah." And to me, okay, that's not okay. burglary. That's anti-capitalism, and I can get behind that's that it. anytime. <laughs> oh okay, if it was some rich folks, be good. Yeah, I he was doing that. socialism, and I liked it. Listen, it's not stealing the from Walmart. Stealing from Walmart is not stealing. We need to just <laughs> stealing from Walmart does not count as stealing. Mm-hmm. Stealing it's from Amazon, same. like ordering things off of Amazon, using them, and then sending them back, not wrong. <laughs> Personally, not wrong. And you want to know how you can always get a refund from how? Amazon, no matter even if you're past the ninety days. 
you uh, do exactly what I did and you call and you ask to speak to a supervisor. And then um, when the supervisor says, oops, nothing we can do, you say, I would like to speak to your supervisor. And then they say, oops, well, we're going to file a police report with the third party manufacturer and they're (laughs) either going to give you your money back or they're going to do nothing. And then a day and a half later, you have your money back. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter how long it's been, six months, eight months, a year. Did you, get oh, that? you, guys, you guys writing this down? Writing down? Uh, follow me for more financial tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you want to get a good deal on clothes, especially if you're going for a job interview, I recommend you do what I did for my job is I went to Marshall, found a really nice pair of pants. They were only like, you know, $30, $40. But did I have that in the bank? Absolutely not. Bought them, um, wore them on Megabus to New York from Philadelphia, was in New York all day long, did an interview, came back on Megabus, came home for 10 minutes, took off the pants, walked up, walked back to Marshall's with the receipt and said, you know what? They just weren't working for me. My mom didn't think they looked good on me. And you returned them. And you get your money back. On a day trip to Santa Barbara on on Friday, I think I told you I got I was going, um, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be listening to the radio, so I bought one of those little car mount things and an aux cord, and um, used it for the entire day trip. And then I took it back and I said, this shit did not work. Uh, I, <laughs> I used it the whole day, and I just took it back and said, I said, y'all are selling some crappy shit in here. I just want my thirty dollars back. <laughs> talk about it no more um oh my god my money back um we got way away from the most the most important guys we're getting there i promise we We gotta get back on track we gotta finish this damn back on track we are in one hour and 45 minutes They're fighting over this bike. Holiday comes outside, starts beating this dude up as Holiday should, doing it well. And then the pimp decides to get in the car and run them over. However, we don't know who dies because of the next scene. We hear Nikki talking about this person that has died and how she misses them. And we see they buried her. They they were buried next to Fisher, Mm -hmm. who is Holiday's partner. Yes, so this is when I start losing it because I'm like, if Holiday died, I will not forgive anyone that wrote or took part in this movie. (laughs) And then as the camera pans up, as we see Nikki, you know, looking over this tombstone, we see Holiday, alive and well, show up and we realize that Wanda is the one that died. I mean, did not see it coming when I first saw this movie. Yeah, same. What what drama? And so then... I'm sorry, go ahead. Why am I doing that? No, so then that's essentially the end of the movie and everyone kind of lives happily ever after and they go to Paris together, Holiday and Nikki, and they have a cute little photo in front of a clearly green screened picture (laughs) of Paris. (laughs) Not even just Paris, just only the big giant Eiffel Tower. Literally just that. But it was really cute. Um, But yeah, Wanda's dead. Uh, And I guess that's the end. I guess she kind of got a redemption arc because she was ready to get clean and then she got run over. Yeah. Like, why would he... I don't understand the point... What what was to this drug dealer that he had to run her over? Yeah, and and of her children's like, bike. Over and, bike. and you know this drug dealer definitely had a gun. So I'm like, why the car? I think he like took the gun. I think like Holiday. Oh like, no, uh, he was fighting with Wanda, and Wanda knocked the gun out of his hand. 
Yeah, so yeah, you didn't one have to die. You're right. Mm-hmm. It what a film, guys. I mean, it, really, what a, it took a lot of different turns that um did never saw so coming. I never saw it's, it coming. So now we have to ask, oof. uh does it hold up? <laughs> oof, yeah, I know. Does it hold up? Um here, I'll go first because it's yeah. my birthday. Um, <laughs> um I really struggled because so I'm gonna say it doesn't hold up, but here's why. When I first watched it, it was I love this movie. And it's so crazy for me because thinking of how progressive it is, I'm like, why would my mama like she not like I can't imagine her like letting me watch this mm-hmm. like back. But I remember like it was it was fine. It was it was fine back then. Um but I just think there was so much that this film could have done. There were yeah. so many there were so many lanes and like avenues and, 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 and arcs that could have been, you know, discussed. Totally. There there's so much about Holiday's life and his backstory and, and finding love and the dynamic at this gay club and the dynamic with this with this family. This film rushes through a lot of things right. that I think they should have they should have said it. And and I really it, it makes it upsets me because I'm like it could have been so much mm-hmm. more than it was, and I could even see this, you know, as a miniseries. Like I could see this as a TV show. I would yeah. buy it. I really yeah. would. Yeah. So it doesn't hold up for me because like there's so much potential at the beginning, at the beginning, and then it just kind of like peters out. At yeah. The yeah. End. yeah. I think and I might I, have to agree with you. Okay. Sorry, continue. But I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, yeah. No, I have to agree with you because I feel like if it was a series, it would make sense. But, like, for me, Wanda just keeps coming in and out so much that the time she even comes back, I almost, at least as a viewer, don't really care as much. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're just going to leave again. Right. Exactly. And because it's condensed into this way too action-based. Far too. Far too. (laughs) Far too many action points. This way too action-based two-hour movie. Well, it's like, not even two no, hours. It's not. It's hour 40. Yeah. Like Mariah said, they don't really go into Holiday's life. I mean, they do with the one scene with Wanda and Holiday, but not really anything after that, which I kind of also hate. Granted, yeah. it's also 2000, so I'm like, I'm sure they probably didn't have the bandwidth, at least in the right. time with most of the viewership, to like be able to do that. But yeah, I feel like if maybe they like did a revamp, which was like a more like mini series, maybe like a couple episodes, right? So that it could be less about the action and more about like you know the emotions and the things of like how people are changing and you know realizing things. I feel like it'd be a lot better in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think it would too. Yeah. Yeah. So I would agree. It does not hold up. Um, and I think, see, I think it's interesting when you guys are saying it could be a good series because I think it probably was great in its original, like, meant to be form of a play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I wonder what it would be like. Because a play, I think you just really get to see people, you get to watch people feeling things more. And I, I, I want to know what these people are really feeling about this stuff that's happening. Also, some of these like concepts and, and uh, themes that we're trying to tackle are ju- are really large and complex, mm-hmm. too complex for this, like you said, action-based um, film. Like, I think I would love to actually get my hands on this play and read it because... We're going to have because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the play, like all that. Well, you said it's based off a of play, right? Right, but I don't know what the name of that play is. Oh, okay. Um, because I just feel like I'd also be Holiday Heart, though. Perhaps it's just like 
like I said, like the themes just need, I would love to, I feel like a lot of the story that happens in this play probably happens in these like montages that we keep getting yeah. in the movie where it's like, we'll get them living a happy life. And I, there's probably, I feel like there's probably a lot more like what that all looks like and how every, like, it, I don't know. I think it probably expands it upon a lot better in a different format, maybe even a book. I would read this yeah. book. Um yeah. But just trying to condense it. It goes back to what I was saying before. I love now that we're actually giving books, like when we're adapting them, we're giving them multiple episode kind of arc things because it's just so hard to try to put however many pages of something and truncate it into like an hour 40. Um, And I mean, the casting of Ving Reigns is absolutely like, (laughs) it is absolutely unacceptable on every single level that I can think of. And 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 I think Ving Rhames is a talented actor, um, but this is it's a damn mess. It's a damn mess, and he's not a gay person, and his portrayal of a gay person is very stressful. And I don't my why wasn't the actor who was playing Blue Holiday Heart exactly? Yeah. Why wasn't exactly. that person playing Holiday Heart? It should have been switched. Whole like Hollywood politics thing of like it's the Hollywood politics. I think it's the shock value of having right the shock value of having this big like manly Ving Rhames. Oh, like I feel like probably when this came out, a lot of the buzz was probably around that like Ving Rhames playing a drag queen. He's like, did it just playing gay man? Like, um, but yeah, that's unacceptable. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed. I have many fond memories of watching this film, but I don't think that anyone who has never seen it is missing out on um something <laughs> like that they need do, to see before they die I or anything it's enjoyable to like watch ving rames like in the uh you know be diana ross on stage <laughs> singing Sweet. baby love i did nothing <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like this because you because first of all, like I said, surrounded by actual queens who do this, it's just not yeah. believable. I'm like the two girls yeah. who are supposed to be, you know, behind you are killing it, and also the worst outfits. Thing frames were, were the worst outfits I've ever seen anyone do in drag. It is so Tina bad. Turner, <laughs> Tina, Oof, Tina, Tina did not deserve. Tina um, that. Yeah. So. Like I said, I, I enjoy it. And I think the a lot, I think, I mean, the performance, we cannot not talk about Alfre Woodard, right? Absolutely Because everyone, that's what people love to do, is not talk about Alfre Woodard, but she is really one of the greatest actors that we have. Absolutely. And, I mean, did y'all meet her when she came to Temple? Oh, no. no. Oh, y'all didn't meet her? Okay, so I was sitting in, like, the food hall before they revamped it my freshman year. I'm sitting with white people that like don't really recognize her, right. which all, like, only makes me even more mad whenever I tell the story. And I'm sitting there, minding my business. You know, it's before election. You know, 2016, the dark ages. Right. And she like comes up behind me, pats me on the shoulder, and she just like looks at me and you know my friends at this table, and she's like, "Oh, like, have you guys registered to vote?" And I literally what? look up and just stop breathing. And I was like, uh, 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 "Hi!" And she was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "What are you doing here?" And she was like, "I'm registering." And she was like, okay. And all my friends are like, I have no idea who this black woman is. Wow. 
Yeah. That would have like shook me. Yeah, I have a picture with her and everything, but oh she is gorgeous, beautiful, super, super nice, super short. She's my height. We're both like five two, like super nice. But she, yeah, she's one of the best actresses. Yeah. McKelty, I mean McKelty Williamson. I'll say it again. I mean, I we, we're seeing the range, and uh, yeah. uh, the Jessica who plays Nikki was just the heart of this film. Really beautiful. Yeah. So great performances, but the film absolutely does not hold up. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about the editors. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot that was going on. That whole fight, the sound on that, it like, was so bad. I <laughs> it out. Awful, but that is Holiday Heart, guys. And if you're listening to this, um, it, the 20th anniversary when this is released, it'll be Wednesday, it'll yeah. be a Wednesday, but the 20th anniversary of it will be Thursday, um, which is also my birthday. Yeah, so do me a favor and watch it on Amazon Prime. And also, you know, drop us a comment, like, let us know if you Ooh. had to lip sync for your life. Yes. What song would you, what song would you, yes. what, what's your song? What's your go-to lip sync song like if you were literally like i have to lip sync like to save my life and uh don't forget to you know leave us a review and subscribe and thank you guys for listening this is a very long episode um <laughs> but that's it bye bye <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of does it hold up brought to you by textured air a brand dedicated to celebrating black girl culture past present and future if you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D-H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At, and The Blacklist, and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time. <laughs>